0: LiveLine on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Coming soon, the all-new Sportage. For more, log on to Kia.com. 0818
1: 715 815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to LiveLine.
2: And Joe at rte.ie Yvonne has contacted us. Yvonne, good afternoon. I never heard of this... Um, but i would let you try and explain it <laughs> as best you can. You got an email from a jewellery company called Ella Grace.
3: That's um, correct, Joe. yeah. Uh, yesterday, just um, promoting um, jewellery with uh, in, with an engraved F off. Um, Fully spelled it, out, by the way. Absolutely, yes, yeah. And uh, just thought it was a bit inappropriate and mm-hmm. a bit, you know, at these times, it's kind words we need and not... Okay, so, kind of. So sentiments. just
2: it was just two words. F off.
3: Yes. Spelled, on the well, jewellery,
2: and it was six, six, seven letters. F off spelled out. There was no asterisks or.
3: No, nothing. To,
2: no. Okay. Now, yeah. um, so that was on a ring.
3: Yes, and uh, a little disc on a chain.
2: Oh, around your neck as well. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And was it? Uh, was it like? Was it
2: legible? Was it?
3: Oh, absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just to be uh, just in these times, any time actually, it's not
2: mm-hmm.
3: really appropriate is it to be going around wearing such words.
2: Well, I presume you'd wear it on your middle finger, would you? Because not the sign for. I don't
4: know.
3: I wouldn't buy it.
2: <laughs> so you, so you contacted, you emailed the company. So you I, contacted yeah, the company. Yeah, go ahead. I
5: did. Yes, just on yeah.
3: their um, web page, there is a okay. little.
2: And what did you say?
3: but I thought it was a bit inappropriate and whose kind words we need in these times rather than okay. such expi- yeah. and
2: yeah. What, what did yeah. they say?
3: Um, they emailed back apologising and said that it was actually for a specific um, uh-huh. audience that it was tailored to meet those needs and it was obviously sent to a wider group in error
2: But they do, but it is for sale it doesn't matter who the audience is intended oh, for you could have yeah. bought it or someone Yeah. who,
3: yeah, would, who, yeah. Would, who, would, who would buy it? I don't know. <laughs> I I wonder.
2: Now it's not yeah. it's it's not like a, a father Ted or Mrs. Brown's boy's it doesn't say ah f off or No,
3: I know it's no, it's, no.
2: it's just those two bald words F off. Yes uh, spelled, yeah. Out,
3: spelled mm-hmm. out.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh Mia Mia Sweeney. Mia, good afternoon.
6: Hiya Joe, how are you?
2: Good. What do you, you've you've seen the photographs. What do you think of this, Mia?
6: It Like, I'm in college now, so I'm 19, and obviously, like, I have a feeling that the type of market no. they're aiming towards would be my age group with this kind of jewellery. Um, but, like, I've been looking at it, and I, I've also been saying it to my friends, and, like, it just doesn't seem like something that we go for, you know what I mean?
2: And, it's, it's, and who, would, like, your age group, me, I'm I'm guessing now, but your age group... Would you wear a ring or a necklace with the two words "f off" spelt out? Now it's not feck off," it's the no, other, it's the other four-letter
7: words.
6: Exactly, it's it's Would. quite an. Like I'd have to agree with the other caller. Like it is inappropriate, you know. I mean, like fashion is all about self-expression, but why do we feel the need to express something like that? you know what I mean? And it's like the collection of jewelry that this is coming from is called the impairment Collection. No, okay. so I don't think there's anything empowering or inspiring about that message. Do you know what I mean? Well,
2: maybe there is. Maybe if you're being, uh, if a woman was being harassed or annoyed or whatever, or someone in your face, in a pub or whatever, and you wanted to tell them to f off, that's 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 I mean, a pre- pretty pretty yeah, clear no, way you're doing. It, especially if you're more on your middle finger.
6: I think so, but as well, I mean, you're wearing something that people are all going to see, you know what I mean? So that message isn't being targeted to just one specific person. It's it's being said to everyone who sees you wearing it. And it's okay. like, um, what is the point?
2: Ellen, Ellen Weber uh, is co-owner of Ella ie, the company that that are producing these rings and necklaces with these two words on it. Ellen, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. Now, what we what were you thinking of?
0: Um, so basically, Elegrate.ie launched in November. Okay. And it was launched, it's not just specifically this collection. This is very minute in the broad range of products that we offer. And um, We're a sustainable, inclusive okay. jewellery brand that have earrings and necklaces and everything. But this particular collection is called the Impairments Collection. And okay. myself and my business partners have been through very, very challenging breakups um, that okay. kind of really hard and I suppose we went in on ourselves over the past two years, especially that life isn't normal. And mm-hmm. It's quite an... Al- like, it can be quite alone and especially trying to meet new people, it's very challenging. So we were kind of online looking at things and kind of noticed when we were on the likes of TikTok or Instagram. but There was other reels or videos of girls going through these challenging times or guys going through these kind of breakups or kind of situationships that kind of take the wind from out of your sails and you kind of sit back. So it's flipping the kind of reverse and, Mm -hmm. and taking back, turning the pain into power and saying, I'm who I am. This is how I feel. And you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, and some of the messages on the necklace, yes, they can be a bit brash or whatever, but they're a gift to, you know, your friend, your cousin, your sister, who's going through one of these difficult times um, and to kind of say, look, have a bit of a laugh about it, kind of say, look, this is, you are who you are. Don't let it define you. You're going to get back up on your feet and you're going to push on. Mm-hmm.
2: So you'd give it to your friend who'd open it on Christmas morning and he'd open up the little jewellery box and they'd open up a, a, a ring with the phrase F of uh, written, um, written yeah, on well it. Yeah,
0: well, I would suppose that you're not going to gift this necklace. It's, I suppose it's on emotion that, like, somebody, you kind of know that this person's going to understand where it's going to come from. You're not going to gift it to somebody just mm-hmm. randomly and they're going to say, why are and what you do I do? This"?
2: what do I do with the ring when I wear it?
0: It's just really for yourself to wear, to know this on your hand. Like the well, ring. But I'm, I'm, I'm hardly telling settings. myself to go
2: on f off, am I?
0: No, but it's just—it's um, just for your. I suppose it's just when you go onto Ella Grace and you see the mm. product descriptions, we have it all about the reasoning behind pushing this kind of movement. And I do understand it's not for everyone. My mother is not going to wear a necklace with this message. It is. Uh, well, did your mother? Did
2: your mother say anything about it?
0: My mother, Yeah, my mum my mom understands the kind of meaning behind it and understands, like I've talked to her, she's seen me go through these kind of things and mm-hmm. is, uh, like, totally now sh- If
2: you if you wore it, Ellen... Yes. And you, would you... Say you're in a, a pub or a cocktail bar or whatever, would you show it, would you... If somebody was... Harassing is too strong a word, but you know what I mean. If someone was hitting on you that you'd no interest in, would you show them the ring?
0: No, I would no. I wouldn't like. I was. It was more just kind of like a little bit of a joke, like thing. I wouldn't. It's very tongue in cheek, and um, there's more and kind of important messages on some of the necklaces. Like one of the designs that we have have the breasts on them. It's the kind of reminder that for girls to rem- to check themselves. Yeah, My okay. own mother has just got a double mastectomy and stuff. So, and um, it's just kind of all these little hidden messages to kind of take back control, flip it and own it and be like hmm. independent. Okay, Yvonne, what do you think of that?
2: Take back ownership, um, flip it and be empowered.
3: Well, as another listener said, I wouldn't call that being empowered. You know, that's my opinion. And I just I just think it's a bit inappropriate at the moment and it's just a, a bit rude and not, not kindness in it, you know, that everybody needs now. Um, Joe, I actually need to go now. I have yeah, to get okay. back to work. Yes, okay. okay. Been, no, Thank I've, you for uh, the call.
2: Okay. Yvonne, thanks a million. And thanks for contacting us. Ella Grace, or Alan Weber of Ella Grace, you're now going to tell me it's your bestseller, What well, it will be after this. Yes, it, it is.
0: No, it, 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 Joe, it's funny you say that. It actually is. And unfortunately, um, it obviously, in the mix of kind of a marketing kind of error, it reached the wrong demographic. It is very tailored to mm-hmm. specific kind of people. And but, we understand that. Um, but... In ter- like in response to kind of these are challenging times, we have another brand which is split and pieces. It's like a personalised accessory brand. And I understand and also that, but but you but you, but you do ordering. but you do
2: call this collection the. Uh, f asterisk ck off collection but but that's that was the marketing error.
0: it's actually not it's not a collection it' was oh, one not? piece in the a, a vast range of jewelry so no, but you can have, have you an, can have
2: it the necklace in gold the necklace in silver the ring in silver and the uh ring in gold but I wonder why given that you spelt out the word fully on your ring and on your necklace right. I wonder why you wouldn't spell it out fully on your website
0: Oh, because, like, with marketing and stuff, it can, um, it just, like, it's, we would, like, it just wouldn't put it out, like, on the text or whatever, like, it has hmm. to be done like that for the...
2: And why didn't it, it was is there, yeah, is there, yeah so of course, you can't do it, you can't, you can't do the, the F-C-U-K spelling of it, because I presume that... Crowd, yeah, it's, a, yeah, K, yeah, K-
0: yeah, 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 a copyright,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. okay. So you went for the. Well, what, would you not go for Feck Off?
0: Yeah, that's like. Um, I think it was probably more. The other one is just more universal and it's been actually quite popular overseas. And um, So uh, Feck Off is very Irish, I suppose.
5: Yeah.
0: So that's just probably the stance on that. But um, yeah. yeah, no, it's just. That's just a one piece. Like a one. Like the ring and the necklace are very, like, they're not a collection. That was, I was saying, and is the there
2: anyone else kind of in, in is, And so far as you know, uh, Ellen, is there anyone else in the wide earthly world of jewelry producing jewelry with those two words spelled out on it?
5: Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, no, there is. There's, there's is actually, it? um, other like there's actually one brand that like just does kind of brash or rude words, um, oh, and they're actually okay. a designer too, so they're quite expensive and stuff. So it's just, um, one little like one two pieces in a very broader kind of collection and i do understand that these are challenging times and stuff but the messaging is just kind of to take the pain and turn it into power and get the reverse
2: but you know the way you said it was yourself and your co-founder um was yes. because the two of you had come through very bad breakups is that correct
0: yes. is that what you said? Okay. yes yes really so, like situationships um, I'm not sure if you know what they are. Oh, situationships yes. and breakups. And um, it's very challenging. Well, what's, what's um, the
2: situ- What's the difference between a situationship and a breakup? You know
0: situationship you know is basically <laughs> all, the be- all the benefits of a relationship, but you're not in the relationship. He hasn't given you the "you're my girlfriend" title, but you're going through all the, the dirt <laughs> and the funny, trauma okay, of everything it's not that funny. comes with it. So, yeah. That's, and is, that, that's
2: is situationship's friends with benefits?
0: Yeah, 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 okay. yes. a the benefit
2: now. But would you see? I'm, I'm, I'm being too literal, am I? When I say, well, then would you not send that ring or necklace or whatever to the fella that you want to go and f off?
0: I know. Yeah, you could, you could, you could do that, and you could do that, In that circumstance, you could probably put it in a little gift box and send it anonymously, and he wouldn't know who, who, where it came from. And um, no, but in terms of the other kind of thing it's more so for girls and guys like it's an inclusive jewellery brand so and um, we want the guys okay. to wear it as okay. well so
2: okay um, uh mia are you like, are you get more interested in it mia as it's aimed uh, at your age group
0: yeah
6: well like i mean it's not telling me anything i don't already know i mean i think that i heard uh Helen say you know it's all about you are who you are but i feel yeah. like you can put that message across without saying f off i just don't think there's anything for sort of the To know that that's directed at a boy or someone in particular, I mean, just like, could you not just say the words if you felt them rather than wearing them? I know it's all like each their own. Everyone can wear what they they want.
2: They are the most recognisable two words in the world because people say no matter what country you're in, no matter what language they speak, if you're being harassed, if you use those two words, everyone gets the meaning immediately.
6: Yeah, exactly. That's why I just don't think it's necessary to wear it. I mean, like thinking about yourself sitting at the person's table and your granny sitting opposite you and she's looking at you like spending the You know, the message can be misconstrued and I can understand why the previous caller okay. felt that way.
2: All right, okay. Okay, okay. Ellen, I know you set the company up Bella Grace during the lockdown. Um yeah. and how are your ships at the moment? Talk to um, jo- talk the to Joe.
0: For- <laughs> so yeah, I'm still the same here, right here. I'm probably not going to do myself any favourites now, because live. i live time i talk about it. But, um, no, still the same, but we're just really focused. I, me and my business partner started our business when we were 19. We were actually on your show, I think, when we first started. Oh, great. Um, for Five Friday, and that was a huge, great oh, yeah, help. Great, and we yeah. absolutely loved it. So this has just come off the stem. Um, the bits and pieces have gone very personalised, and this is now just uh, sustainable jewellery that, uh, stainless steel so it can be recycled over and over again and not oh, okay. lose the shine or sparkle
2: so uh, okay.
7: and a little well, bit th- of common and
0: she kind of in the middle of it all Okay but. well
2: thanks for coming on Now I, I, if no you read problem. if you read the Irish Times today Rosita Boland and I think there was an, a column yesterday on as well on the proliferation of uh bad language and innuendo stuff and it's, it's, uh, anyway Rosita, was a gr- brilliant writer, has a, has a very strong view on things like calling cocktails, porn star martinis and all this carry on. But anyway uh, Ellen, thanks a, thanks a million Ellen Weber and uh, me and Max Sweeney, me thanks also. Joe bottle put button,
1: the ring oh, don't, just ring me, don't don't use those two words. Joe at rt.ie Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Uh, John Morphy. John, c- come in. You have to explain this story to
2: people because it's it was in the business page of the Irish Times today. It's, it's an incredible scoop. If you ask me, it's a, it's an oh, incredible story. Um mm-hmm. Now, you have to be extraordinarily careful because... I will be because extraordinarily it, it, careful, neither yeah. The company of Flaherty's, who were the Mercedes agency in Ireland and began many, many years ago when they got the... Um, the VW Beetle, uh, mm-hmm. I presume it was their father, or their grandfather, got the VW Beetle agency for the rest of Europe and he assembled VW Beetles in, I think it was Pierce Street in Dublin. But anyway, so would you explain the story as, as carefully as you can?
8: Well, Joe, all I heard about it, the first time I heard about it, was um, listening to Brian Dobson on the uh, news just a few minutes ago. Okay. And I couldn't believe that a company in receipt of payments from our government during a period of time where we really needed to get together as a, mm-hmm. as a country, they're now paying out dividends and they received support from the government during COVID. Like, how can that be justified?
2: And the story is just, it's as written by Mark Paul, and i read the headline, mm-hmm. Mercedes-Irish distributor paid 1.8 million dividend after getting COVID subsidy. They paid the div- it's, the company is controlled by the O'Flaherty family, who uh, I'm sure are fine people, but the the story by Mark Paul is that the, and the one you were listening to and it's upset you so much, and I think a lot of people is at this company during the pandemic got 1.8 million uh, in the D- E-W-S-S, the employer, t- 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 basically to for is to help employers keep employees at work even though the business had gone through the floor because of the pandemic. So it saved it saved a lot of a lot of companies, but then Mark Paul discovered that uh, O'Flaherty Holdings. Paid out a dividend. By the way, they, they recorded uh, a rise in its profits in the in the year uh, by nearly eighty percent. So people were buying Mercedes during the lockdown. The thirteen point one million, but they paid out a, a dividend to themselves to the to the company owned by themselves, which is based in the Isle of Man, and that. That dividend was uh, £1.8 million, which is actually the COVID. Sorry, it's not not the same money, but it's actually the exact same amount as what they got off the taxpayer to help keep them going <laughs> through the pandemic. Why are you laughing? Oh, is that a cough I, or a laugh, John?
8: No, no, that was a laugh. I just can't believe that somebody did that. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know we, we, we didn't even claim it, Joe. We were, we, were, we were eligible to do it.
2: Oh, did you not? No.
8: But myself and my wife sat down together with with the other uh, director and we just said, no, we're not going to do it. We're okay at the moment. If it turns out very bad for us, Mm. maybe we will in the future, but we we never claimed a thing.
2: You never claimed that? Why not?
8: Well, one thing, Joe, we were very lucky in that we are a tree nursery. We we grow trees for street planting. And we were lumped in with agriculture. So okay. we didn't actually have to fully lock down, although most okay. of our clients were locked down. You
2: know? Could all the you, building sites. But John, could you have claimed it? Oh yes, we were. Okay. We were eligible. We and looked and you, you decided not to what were you saying? You said, Well, this is taxpayers' money, we're up the the country is really gonna be up the walls well, was, for a long, was, long, long my, time. We haven't even recovered wife. from t- yeah.
8: It was my wife who said, Look, she looks after all the accounting and she says, I just can't do this she said we're not in a bad position okay. locally and she said I just can't do this and um, but then to see that other people did it and now this is happening mm, not so good
2: um, Okay let me let me bang another line at you but I can hear I know the, I know the, the morality of your response and I said I said you sure it was free money John why didn't you take it?
8: I have a guy who has worked with me, or I've worked with him for the last 15 or 20 years. And he has gone through all sorts of recessions and everything like that. And he mm-hmm. never signed on because he felt he was sponging off the state. He always managed to get himself yeah, yeah. a job. You know, it's that type of thought. You know, you you, 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 you just don't take everything that's absolutely offered to you free. You know, you've got to be some sort of, as you say, some sort of moral compass involved.
2: Now they've done nothing illegal. Mm,
8: Oh, oh, No, nothing illegal. I'm sure it's completely above board, and I'm sure they're a very good company. And I don't, you know, it's not necessarily them. Other companies are going to do the same.
2: Oh my god! It's okay. Even even the dog, even the dog is up. John, even the dog is upset.
8: Well, you wouldn't believe it, Joe. The dog, and is, that, the is, dog it, is now. It, the dog is barking <laughs> at about twenty sheep that have just walked into the front garden. No,
2: I thought it was a German Shepherd giving out about Mercedes claiming no, money. That, <laughs> no,
8: no, no, no. It's a okay.
2: And you've explained That's it well, but this is a sting of uh, the revelation of the Irish Times today. Yeah. The company that distributes Mercedes-Benz cars in Ireland received almost one point eight million in pandemic pandemic wage subsidies last year. It paid a similar amount in a cash debi- dividend also last year to an offshore company, the Isle of Man as it happens, to an offshore company controlled by the family that owns the business. And that's the sting of it, isn't it? That's, yeah, what's, that's yeah, what's upset people. Now, in a statement, the company won't come on. In the statement, the company have, uh, have asked us to point out that the subsidy received by the company under the temporary wage, TWSS, temporary wage subsidy, was used solely and entirely for the purpose intended, namely to maintain the jobs of its workforce as businesses face into an unknown of an unprecedented lockdown of their operations. Yes. And but, re- Yeah, but remember, this is a company set up by a man, and and he was a legend. I never met the man, but I I read about him, Stephen Mm O'Flaherty. And he managed, as I say, he managed to persuade, when the Germans invented the Volkswagen Beetle, he managed, he went over to them and managed to persuade them to allow him to uh, assemble Volkswagens in Dublin for distribution in Ireland and the UK. That was the genius of that man.
7: Oh, that and, was a and that man, achievement.
2: and that man, that was an Ireland of the thirties. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. And that was an Ireland that went through the emergency then, mm-hmm. when when we hadn't spammed, but on the on the plate. So there've been tougher times for that company, and they have they have come through it, and now they they were one of the one of the wealthiest companies in Ireland. But anyway, your point is well made, and we can't really go much further on it, except to ask you straight, John: Do you think uh, Mercedes Benz Ireland? Should return that one point eight million?
8: Yes, because if I was in Mercedes Benz, um, I would be completely, uh, say, freaked out at this from a business point of view. Yes, because it's going to. But this won't stop. It, I,
2: but this won't stop anyone it, it, buying a Mercedes Benz.
8: Well, it yeah. certainly stop me.
2: Okay, <laughs>
7: Are you in the it market, would,
8: it would stop me if I was in the market. But uh, you know, I'm more in the market for tractors and stuff like that than okay. Mercedes Benz. You know. <laughs>
2: Okay, okay, okay. John, fair play to you for doing what you did during the pandemic. Fair play to you for saying no. I don't. We don't need. Well, fair play to your wife, and the two of you for I saying. I have
8: to give it my credit to my wife. Yes. Okay,
2: and no, <laughs> no. But you, but you, you you didn't take much persuasion by the sounds of it. That no, this is not moral for us at the moment. Uh, no, other I people need it more than us. Okay, okay. Yeah. What's what's the dog called? <laughs> Can you still hear him? Yeah, no. What's his name? Or name? Oh. <laughs> <What? laughs> no,
8: I'm just laughing at the fact that dog's on our right? Now. Yeah.
2: What's his name? Oh Benji 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 ah Benji, oh, benji. ah yeah. oh, Benji okay John uh, thanks for making that point and explaining the issue because it is a difficult issue to explain uh, on a live program like liveline for for people like yourself and myself and and is is that is that a uh, is that dog a mercedes benji <laughs> <laughs> talk
1: no. to joe on 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe on
2: 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Just when I hear that after Cirque du Soleil. Uh, on Christmas Eve morning and a Christmas Eve show, in an homage to uh, the pantomimes that have had such a difficult time this year, but they're. They're still flying, I'm told. The, uh, the National Stadium with Alan Hughes and Carl and lots more is absolutely fantastic. The Olympia is fantastic. The two two of them in Cork City, the Everyman and the Opera House, are a brilliant. You can't beat live, live uh, performance. But on uh, as an homage to Panto's on Christmas Eve morning, live in our Christmas Eve show, we are doing our own Panto, which we've commissioned. And I'll just give you a brief preview uh, of some of the performers. It's called Find a Fella. And uh, Brendan O'Carroll will be appearing in it as a carriage driver. Um, June Rogers is the woman trying to find a fella. And then special guest as Prince Charming, uh, no less, and totally appropriate, it will be Borg, And then we will also have... The voices of Kim Kardashian, Morgan Freeman and a whole host of others in our uh, Christmas uh, Christmas Eve panto live here on um, Radio 1 between 9 and 11. Now, OK, and remember Little Live Line is uh, beginning our Christmas week on Monday. Uh, littleliveline.ie. if you're 16 and under you want to come on and tell us about something you've read you've seen you want to see a panto it could be a play it could be a TV programme it could be a, a box set it could be a game a new game that you've spotted if you want to come, in, come on and give us three or four minutes uh, description and a review of uh, the th- that particular uh, issue which are, are entertainment which you engage in now that's Little Live Line. the holiday week begins on Monday so to speak in liveline, but Little Live line is on the eve of Christmas Eve. That's uh, December 23rd next Thursday. Now what's happening between now and Christmas Eve? We know there's lots and lots of deliveries. Now Sarah has contacted us. Sarah, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon
2: Joe. Now I, I first of all I go straight to the end of this. I have seen the text that you were sent by this courier. Yes. And given, My- given the start of this programme today with the F off ring it's, it, it's, it has even more liberal use in this text of the F word in fall uh, to you and your family. What happened, Sarah? This is from the courier, by the way. What happened?
4: Uh, my son sent me a parcel, uh-huh. two parcels from London. And I happened to be in Dublin when he came, and my husband hadn't a credit card to pay him. Okay. Pay him this, um, the, the amount that it said. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the value of the parcel was 20. Okay. And um, the ta- there were taxes in on 1764, and there was no custom duty, and there was then other, and that was where my problem arose. It was over 40 euros. Okay. And I... We didn't know what other was, so I contacted my son. He contacted the company that sent out the goods... Mm-hmm. the presents and they said oh no that's never happened before All right. so then this morning well granted the, the courier the young courier left the packages with Meredith with my husband this morning mm-hmm. and um, oh, yesterday morning and when I came home he said no we have to pay this before 5 and I looked at it and I said hold on well, what's other So neither of us knew, so we said, we'll leave it this morning. So this morning, I was working, and when I came back in, my husband said to me, the courier has been here. I said, oh. I said, what did he want? He said he wanted payment. And my husband had told him that it was being looked into by the company. So after that, he wished us all the bad luck in the world. And then and what, my son. Sorry,
2: sorry. What does that mean? And
4: in... well, he just said we would never have luck again.
2: It's like a course almost.
4: So yeah.
2: May you never. May you never. Okay, bads. What's the phrase? I know he didn't use his phrase, but maybe bad says to you and your. But anyway, so we, so we, so we, he, he issued this course to your family because yep. he f- he felt that he had left the product yesterday with yep. you, and that he would be paid today. But you're saying now you're challenging the prices.
4: I was challenging the challenge we, sorry,
2: challenging the charges,
4: not the price. Yeah. So he asked then for the parcels to be given back to him and okay. my husband said, No, I'm keep holding on to them. So uh, we contacted my son was trying to contact him on his mobile mm-hmm. and he couldn't get an answer and that that's when he got the that very rude
5: Message.
2: And can and you he, I see I don't have it in front of me. I read it earlier. can, can you read it out but, but don't don't oh, do, I could don't, don't, don't do the expletives.
4: Right, hold on till I find yeah.
2: it. But the expletives, by the way, are fully, yeah, yeah, fully spent. No. Okay, do your best, Sarah. Without
4: um Where is it? Uh, that, uh, sorry, sorry. Where is it? I can't
2: find. Okay, not to worry, not to worry. But I, d-
4: I, can't, I can't, I'm not great at these.
2: Yeah, okay, now we'll get it from upstairs. But it was a pretty, it was a pretty horrific message.
4: It was. And my, my son, um, well, you, the, the, he sent back a very polite, direct message to him. Mm. You know, that it was, but it was horrendous.
2: So what are you, you going to do about it?
4: Well, my son is dealing with it from London, mm-hmm. uh, with the com- with the other company. Like this morning I forgot. This morning, he I told my it.
2: husband. Sorry, I have it, I have it now. Yeah, yeah, it's been sent. You and your family are a effing fully spelled out joke. I gave those parcels in good faith to yesterday to be effed spelled out around over those charges. The sheriff would collect it and you will never get a delivery off my company again. Wow.
4: Yeah. That's, that, that's not a word that we'd use in our house.
2: And this this was on top of the course he left at, at the hall door yesterday. At the hall
4: door, yes, bad this morning. Bad will yes.
2: never have a day's look.
4: Yeah. But he... Um, it, I wasn't challenging the, the taxes. I'm quite prepared. I always pay my taxes. It was the other... And then Meredith, my husband asked him, uh, what was, uh, what did others stand for? And he said, oh, handling charges. And my husband said that, well, my son has already paid. Paid, yes, yeah,
7: yes, yes.
4: And he says, they're, they're looking into it. So that, off he went. As long as he doesn't come back, I don't mind.
2: And by the way, was he, I don't want the name, obviously, because there's so many courier companies. But was he from a well-known courier company?
4: well obviously but he was driving an unmarked van and was
2: he and was he wearing anything branded no ok and did you see did you did you have to sign for anything your husband was there
4: uh, I don't think he did I don't think did you sign for anything no he didn't sign for anything oh, ok
2: so he didn't see a chit with our, our, our a, a file of our, an iPad or whatever with the company yeah. logo on it
4: yeah, but give him his dues. He gave him a number to ring in Dublin for pay to pay it. Yeah. That, but we didn't ring it until today. We but were checking. But this number,
2: and which which is identifiable, obviously in yeah. in the text he sent you, um, yeah. do you reckon this is his personal number? I think so. It's a no eight. Because, I won't give it. It's a no Yeah. Number,
4: but do, do yeah. you reckon
2: it's from the same person? Well, it, it well, who Yeah, my,
4: well, my son must have had his murder. My husband must have sent him the the or the
7: mm-hmm.
4: the the number, the courier's number, or or whether it was through uh, the the place that sent out the parcel.
2: And this, can I read out the reply from your son, not in full, but just, yeah, just. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very pleasant reply. Uh, this is this is a reply to the text they got from the courier saying, you and your family are an effing joke. I gave those parcels in good faith yesterday to be effed around over those charges. The sheriffs will collect and you will never get a delivery off my company again, which is going to be a big, um, a big inconvenience because it's a big company. Sorry, this is your son. Sorry, no clue who this is, but thank you for your pleasant message. Thankfully you don't know my family, therefore please keep your lovely opinion to yourself. I have tried to call you but you won't answer, but nice to know you can text. I can only assume you work somehow on behalf of a name company. Can you advise if your company, uh, albeit not probably not hard to find uh, with this message, can you f- if your company is aware of this message, if you refer to the charges on the package, then yes, they have been questioned and rightly so. Perhaps you can enlighten us with who the sheriff is you are referring to. Please do not hesitate to call me if you uh, wish to discuss. Thank you. And I presume he hasn't called your son.
4: No, I doubt it.
2: Okay. Okay. Do you do you use couriers? A lot? Yes, I you use
4: fast uh, courier. I do use one and he always has a uniform on him. I'm just so a local okay. on his stand.
2: And you, you, do you use it for personal or business use?
4: Uh, business.
2: Okay, so and per,
4: and per yeah, so, we,
2: so you're familiar with courier companies.
4: Oh yes, yeah. that oh, was okay. that was why if I put something on an invoice, say for carriage, and put down other, yeah, I'd certainly oh. have my clients back to me very quick.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Well, if have you got a reply from the company yet about the uh, the extra charges, which are pretty no. steep?
4: No, he, ha- oh. he hasn't.
2: Okay. Okay, okay, Sarah. Don't be. I, I hope you. you I hope you're not too cast down by this. These are exchanges well,
4: which. We're, you know. we're we're we're. My husband's quite elderly and just after having surgery, so. Oh, okay. And like we're all, we're sort of on the downward slope. Oh. You know, and it's quite upsetting now because yeah. you you're frightened now.
2: Yeah. Don't be frightened. Please no, don't, no. Be,
4: don't
2: be. No, no. And uh, and uh, thank you for bringing it to our attention. Well, you, we we we, you, will, we will pass it on as yeah, well. Well, the
4: reason I sent, I got in contact with you. I was coming from the hospital in Dublin yesterday,
2: uh.
4: and I was listening. I was listening to the program, mm-hmm. and it was about a similar, you know, about similar charges.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
4: know, about the skateboard.
2: Which, yeah, what is these and people? We're trying to find out: are they EU charges or Brexit charges, So do we blame? uh Boris or uh, do we blame uh, Ursula uh, for mm. but anyway <laughs> it, it's irrelevant at this stage Irish people have to pay them and they're they're pretty, yeah. they're pretty steep okay sarah yeah, thanks indeed sarah and yeah. stay stay well you and your husband and kind yeah. regards oh by the way yeah. the, car-
4: the 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 charges for car- carriage were already paid at source from okay. it when he was ordering
2: so why, yeah, why is these charges added on? Okay, yep. Sarah, uh, thanks Thank indeed, you. thanks indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, Aud- Audrey, um, what happened? Another incident. Hi, Joe, how uh, Good, what happened?
9: Um, so basically, they did a bit of Christmas shopping with my 81-year-old mum. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't ventured out very much, obviously, for obvious reasons with COVID and everything, but she wanted to get a few bits done. And we were in a sports store, um, trying to get some bits and pieces, and uh, we noticed that a member of staff was, had a mask down underneath her chin, you know? Mm-hmm. So, on the way upstairs, I simply said, would you put your mask on, please? And she glared at me, I was, we were in opposite directions. But then on the way back down the stairs, my mum said, excuse me, would you mind putting your mask on? And she pretty much, like, verbally attacked us.
7: Yeah, um okay.
9: She basically, yeah, said no, no, I'm vaccinated. I don't need to wear a mask. Um, what, if you're afraid, don't come into the store. You know, this kind of thing. I was just so taken aback. Um, I've worked in retail myself for a long time and I would just, you have to bite your tongue, you know. So I said, look, I'd like to speak to your manager, please. And um, she said, I'm the manager. And I said, great, could I get your name? And she refused to give me her name. Um, but she kind of made a big scene in the middle of the store and was quite loud and quite belligerent. And um, I was really taken aback. My mum was quite shook. As well, too, as I said, she's 81 years old, and we don't venture out much. Um, and it caused a scene, as I said, within the store. And, uh-huh. and she, I, just, I thought it's absolutely appalling. It's appalling if staff members cannot, at this point, if you can't wear a mask properly. I mean, there has to be something wrong. It's basic, basic stuff. We all know what's happening at the moment with COVID. And it wasn't like we were attacking her or anything like it. It was a casual and polite comment. But for her to re- react like that was absolutely uncalled for. Um, and the main reason, really, Joe, around was because I can't get through to any of their head office. Like, I'm not letting this go. Okay. You know, if, every, if, yeah. if, we can't, if we all turn our back on things like this, then people get away with it, you know?
2: But we've been hearing a lot, especially from the union mandate, that, that employees are getting a hard time. Retail staff are getting, mm-hmm. getting a very hard time. In what way? From from customers being annoyed because they're checking them about masks or...
9: Yeah, I think that's so unfair. I mean, I I, I think that's up to the... I actually had to approach somebody recently in my own local, sto- local store um, because there's a, a culture there of non-mask wearing. Mm. Um, and I feel, you know, my heart goes out to anybody working in retail. They're only trying to do the right thing. Legislation is in place. Like, this isn't new, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. So why, why are we still having this issue? And here we are. Look at the COVID numbers through the roof again. Um, I just thought it was a really poor way for that individual to handle it, and I was very I'm frustrated that I can't get through to the head office. It's like, where is the customer service gone nowadays? You know, mm-hmm. are we not always talking about the economy and how retail is, is failing, and we need to give b- retail a boost? And this is the kind of like, that would make me never want to go into a store. You know, that type—I'd mm-hmm. never go into their store again, anyway. Absolutely not. Um, but when i tried to, like I say, contact somebody in head office and just explain what's going on, it's impossible to get through to these people. So you were my next port of call.
2: And the woman oh. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that in the same time?
9: Yes, as- oh, yeah, really belligerent. She said to my mum, and she goes, Man, could you put on the mask, please? And she went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I didn't like. And I said, I beg your pardon. And then she said, How would you like to be wearing a mask for 10 hours a day? You know, this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, look, well, she it is, just it obviously tough, having a yeah. bad day. Yeah, I get okay. it. It's tough. I get that. But you know, like I've been, in, I've worked in retail myself, okay. and I've had experiences where you know you got to deal with some difficult situations. But you cannot behave like that. And okay. I think there needs to be a moral responsibility on these companies to say, Do you know what, we won't accept it. How can, how can I? How can you feel safe bringing an elderly, vulnerable person into a, a shop if the staff don't even wear masks properly?
7: OK, OK. You know? OK, Audrey,
2: so point. That's,
9: point
2: that's the yeah, 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 that's I the know. frustration, you
9: know. Joe, yeah. And listen,
2: Joe,
9: can I say the name of the store?
2: No. OK, because right, I, I have No, because I haven't been, we haven't had an opportunity to get on to them. OK, Audrey, no, good. No, no, I understand, good good all good right, good. thanks a lot. OK, Audrey, good. to I meet mean, I'm all good. A uh, f- f- f-
1: Quick break. Joe, still at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. The sting
2: of the story that's now upsetting a lot of Liveline listeners and they're all in unison. They're like a, a choir in uh, the Pro Cathedral or St. Patrick. They're all calling for uh, Mercedes in Ireland to give the money back. Um, and this is, this, is And they've done nothing wrong. But the Irish Times revealed that the company which distributes Mercedes-Benz cars in Ireland received almost 1.8 million euro in pandemic wage subsidies last year. It paid a similar amount in a cash dividend also last year to an offshore company controlled by the family the O'Flaherty family that own the business. Uh, Brian uh, they've, uh, just to be clear they've done nothing wrong but your point please Brian.
10: Well uh, clearly uh, it's um, not illegal what's been done, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's legally acceptable, but is it morally acceptable? Because uh, a company who clearly, and to their credit, is a very profitable company, mm-hmm. I think the money should be given to the state. When you look at all of the needs I suppose, beginning with the health service, um, th- that money could make substantial impact somewhere, rather than sitting offshore in the mm-hmm. Isle of Man. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, and uh, they have a choice. I mean, because it's legal, they're not, they're not legally obliged to refund it. But I believe they're morally obliged mm-hmm. to do so. Now, in my view, the government and its agencies uh, who purchased uh, vehicles from uh, the Mercedes, uh, this Mercedes uh, agency in Ireland, the government and its and its uh, component parts have have a choice as well. Oh, that's right, because most and,
2: most government. Well, I don't know the, up to date, but most a lot of state cars are Mercedes.
10: Yes, so so the government has the uh, the uh, choice to uh, perhaps specify um, such that they don't mm-hmm. buy Mercedes. And by the way, I hope that right now the various ministerial and other fleets are, are moving either to hybrid or electronic uh, we, we we need to see example from the top with with uh, uh, climate change. But, but the core issue today is is and well oh. done to Mark Paul Paul and the Irish Times yeah. for highlighting it. Um, and maybe your listeners are aware of other companies who uh, have have been very successful in business uh, who availed of this and it if you like uh, led to super profits. Uh, For last year, I don't believe that was the intent, and certainly, uh, speaking as a taxpayer, uh, I certainly am not enamoured seeing my 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 modest component of that money going uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to the Isle of Man um, and and there's a bigger issue here as well, Joe, I think, and that is in terms of the state supporting businesses uh, businesses getting contracts with various arms of the state Mm -hmm. where the revenue from those contracts finds its way offshore and we know from Uh, exposes like the Panama Papers, just how much wealth is uh, moved Mm. offshore across the world. And uh, that's something that I think uh, our government, the European uh, Union, the OECD, needs to be much more focused about. Because, you know, ideally, you know, uh, I'm abusing the word circular economy, but, um, you know, the money that was paid Uh, to the the Mercedes franchise in Ireland, Uh, by going offshore to the Isle of Man, Mm. uh, it may not come back into our economy here. Whereas, uh, you know, we want to see uh, as much as possible of income generated in Ireland having a multiplier effect here and going on to help other businesses.
2: And indeed, the other element is okay. a Flaherty family are saying we gave the we paid the one point eight million that the taxpayer gave us. We paid that to our staff to keep them going, even though they made a massive profit last year, and even though they were able, to, apart from everything else, to put pay one point eight million as a cash dividend to the family and through the Isle of Man, uh, which again, perfectly legal. Um, but the the employees who benefited, so to speak, from the temporary wage subsidy scheme. Uh, They'd have to pay tax on that, Well they? Yeah,
10: yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fine. But you know, I think the, if the O'Flaherty said what, what what you quoted there, I think they're missing the point. Uh, to my mind, when they had adequate uh, funds and cash flow and profits and reserves themselves, mm-hmm. they shouldn't have to be leaning on the state. Um, this country has is just about recovering from the crash um, in 2008 well, uh, nobody's yeah. really talking about what the covid bill is going to be but rest assured uh, ourselves and our children are going to be paying bailing out for, COVID. Uh, yeah, for a long time to come so every cent that the state uh, spends at the moment has to be carefully justified and i think giving money to a business which can then uh, transfer, as I understand it, a like amount out of the out of the state into the Isle of Man. Uh, that, to me, is simply not uh, morally acceptable. And as I said, as a, as a taxpayer, mm. uh, I, well, I, I certainly see, would be greatly
2: unhappy about that. And I think, in fairness, and it's still going on, rightly so. The EWSs, though, the schemes that were introduced during the pandemic were. A so, a, a, a solidarity payment, apart from keeping families uh, who needed it, yeah. which is not obvious that this is the case for this company, yeah. Above Water. But it, w- it was a way of saying, we're in this together. Yes, We all will yeah. help each other out. Yeah. And even if it means that intergenerationally we have to help each other out, well, that would be done because this is so awful, so unprecedented, that nobody is nobody is to blame for it. And it was, it it held our society together.
10: And I think, you know, uh, our politicians get a lot of stake and God knows I give it to them sometimes as well as everybody else. But I have to say that from the outset, when they announced those schemes, I thought that really was exactly addressing that issue—that we're all in this together, we're going to help each other, and we're going to get through it. And, uh, and remember, if, the
2: scheme down south was a lot, a lot better than the scheme up north.
10: Yes, in its payment, yes. a lot better. Yes, but but to my mind, so. it 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 was for people and businesses in need. And to my mind, if you have. Um, if, if your business is is performing very well and producing decent profits, I don't think the, the, any of the schemes were for you. They were for the for the guy next door or the woman next door who was struggling just to keep mm. keep their business afloat, keep keep their employees in a job, and put uh, bread and butter on their bread own table good. as well.
2: And you know? it was very much bread and butter on the table. Yes, yes And it was yes. Brennan's bread and, and whatever butter you could afford. Uh, but it wasn't cavi- It wasn't caviar. Uh,
7: no, keeping no. Keeping
2: caviar on the table. No. Okay. So, what do you think they should do now, the your well, family? I family? Mean,
10: I think they should give the money back, you know, mm-hmm. if they have any uh, sense of patriotism in terms of if they're Irish people.
7: and mm-hmm. am sure to they be are. Irish,
2: I'm sure they
10: are. You know, notwithstanding that they have... They have assets uh, elsewhere. Um, well, if I you go back say... over Mark,
2: Mark, Mark, Mark Paul, in fairness, has been. He did a story, I think it was two or three years back, where they, the Flaherty family, moved the, their holdings offshore to Malta. Um, but anyway, that's, so Mark Paul has been. Uh, watching. As you say, well, um, did other companies do it? Did other companies yeah. do it? I, I, okay.
10: I think you can take it other companies do and maybe some of your listeners would get in touch either with you or Mark Paul if there are other situations like that where, where companies which are very profitable and you know that's to their credit that they can mm-hmm. uh, operate profitably but I think it's it's morally wrong then to to take substantial uh, sums of uh, hard-earned uh, taxpayers' uh, uh, funds, and uh, uh, you know uh, whether whether the funds are moved abroad or kept in this country. I think I think it's morally wrong. If you need the scheme, that's what it's there for. If you don't need the scheme, and I heard one of your listeners earlier on saying he had taken the decision not to not to apply for yeah. because he said we'll get by, and that to me is patriotism. That's that's true. Spirit of Ireland, uh, not greed. You know that's okay. that's. Uh, so okay. I would say to the O'Flaherty, uh, uh, and and you talked about the 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 wonderful entrepreneurship of the founder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just wonder what the how the founder would have uh, behaved with this. Uh, but hopefully, okay. they will reflect and they give the money back to the state.
2: Okay, and then at one stage. Another story has been sent into to us uh, from Dean Collins in uh, September. Another reputable journalist, 2017, uh, pointed out that uh, one of the uh, heirs of Steve, one of the children of Stephen of Flaherty, uh, who died, unfortunately, uh, left uh, 60 million euro in his will. 60 million. But anyway, that's, that, that's, that's the world we live in. OK, good of me, a mahal, good brain, and a very happy Christmas
1: to you and yours. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818
2: 715 815. and I think I'm I'm told now we're inundated with calls about uh, Mercedes and that 1.8 million. And the calls are uh, all in favour of uh, what John Morphy said and indeed Brian Henry, which is uh, they should give the money back. But also people are deeply impressed by John Morphy. And John Murphy is the man who raised this issue on the programme. But John pointed out that he was running a small business that was hit during the pandemic. And himself and his wife and uh, realised their company could apply for this wage subsidy from the taxpayer. But they sat down and they said, no, we don't need it at the moment. And let uh, other companies who are much more in need than we are... Apply for it, and that's what they did. And they have never applied, and they were entitled to it, by the way. They were never employed. Uh, They never uh, applied for the employment uh, subsidy. Um, Okay, Phyllis McShane, back to packages. Your son lives in Boston. He sent a package home for his daughter. What happened? You there, Phyllis? I'm here. Come in to me. Come in. Come closer to the to the fire, would you?
5: I'm as close as I can get now. <laughs> okay, well tell us.
2: <laughs> what happens?
5: Well, he decided to send it to my friend in Yuri. It was cheaper. Oh, wow. And um, it was a gift for his daughter. And it was supposed to come through Royal Mail as far as I was concerned. That's but okay. I'm got hold of it.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and... They gave, they, ch- they wanted fifty euros.
2: Paid. I, the, the 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 revenue want the customs wanted it.
5: Yeah, well, I could, well not me. My friend got on post letter to get this, and the, the parcel would not be released from to the new address until the fifty euros was paid in on post in the south.
2: But is it thirty euro going to customs and excise?
5: I haven't well, a clue where it goes. Okay, okay,
2: have an idea where? <laughs> haven't a clue where it's going, but I know it's gone. <laughs> but I don't
5: know how I'm
2: postcard. And uh, did she actually get the gift with a with an invoice, or did they said we won't? We no, won't. they
5: wouldn't deliver it unless this money was paid. So uh, it's been released now. It's paid. Okay. But How I'm post-class. Got a hold of all of this information. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Well, they're. they're so they said he th- was
5: going to send another present to his um, goddaughter. Yeah. But the present only cost $60 over there, and by the time it would have got to me, it would have ended up being $90 postage. Wow. If I had to take it. So he didn't.
2: Do it. Oh, it's become it's becoming very difficult for people across yeah. across across the world. They're
5: catching us it, everywhere.
2: So yeah. I don't know how they've done it. Okay, okay. And as we heard yesterday, um, even someone who bought a gift voucher, a gift voucher in, which came in an envelope, a three hundred euro gift voucher was hit with an excise bill of seventy five quid. Um, <laughs> okay.
5: I don't know. It's 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 a mystery.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks indeed. Thanks indeed, Phyllis. Uh, Michael McCarthy is in Bandon. Michael, good afternoon. Where's he gone? He's dropping out on music. Michael, are you back there?
11: Yeah, you're right there, sure. Michael. Tell uh, us, I'm, I'm a past employee of O'Flaherty's. Oh Okay, uh, tell us
2: about the company.
11: And uh, I can't, couldn't speak highly enough about the company. Okay, and no, when did, I'm retired, twenty-one years, But uh, I worked when, them yeah them for thirty years. And I, I served as a director in two different uh, off companies, Chris mm-hmm. Limited and Motor Services Limited.
2: And Martin, uh, Michael, did you know the original Stephen? Did you know? The I r- did, yeah. And, oh.
11: and, and indeed, Joe, I wrote the poem for him, which, uh, which Donegal Dooling headed up the 50th anniversary of the Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. I wrote that poem. I can recite you that poem, okay, but it like can go no, too long, you know. No, go ahead. It, my, it, it, my point in, is... In my the, point in, is
1: in,
2: just, just in the recitation, because people want to hear the story of the company, in the recitation of the poem, do you tell the story of how Stephen of Flaherty was the genius who brought Volkswagen to Ireland?
11: Did, yeah, well, I, I wrote a poem, and it goes simply like this, and uh-huh, I'll okay. say There was a man of a vision, a man who ne'er saw night. When others, they saw darkness, this man, he saw light. Right. And a car was born in Germany amidst the war-torn land, and this man's dream was to take that car and build it in Ireland. So he built it down in Shelburne Road, where, first, where once they fixed the trams, and pre- when production had got going, they sold them out in gangs. And the moguls of the industry all laughed and scoffed and snared. They said, this little car, she won't go far because she's only mm-hmm. cool beer." But he proved them wrong in hints and song and verse and story. I will tell you a tale, a wonderful tale, of this man's great glory. Like, I, I, I did that poem, and Donegal okay. Dooling came and recorded okay. it for and, the head up of And, and what, was,
2: what was Stephen like, who would be the grandfather of the company, so he, to speak?
11: He didn't suffer fools badly, what is, but he was... What does that he, mean? Still built, he still built an industry, mm-hmm. or he still built a business in the motor industry uh, that none of us could imagine, because uh, he had the franchise for, for Canada, and he had the franchise for Britain, he yeah. had the franchise for other countries in incredible. Europe. Incredible. And he managed all that uh, from nothing. He was an incredible man in the motor industry. And, w- and, and indeed, he yeah. had two sons, That's which right. I worked with, Nigel which were Nigel and Michael okay and two brilliant gentlemen who knew the business well and were so honorable about everything with their employees uh-huh. uh, there's no way you'd step out of line with tax commitments or anything else okay. everything was absolutely right, right, so, above yeah all.
2: yeah and now, I, I know Nigel, no, I, my Nigel, Nigel
11: passed away yeah. and Michael passed away okay and the company now is is uh, has Stephen O'Flaherty, I think, another Stephen O'Flaherty. Uh, and, he'd be, and would he be he a grandson
2: would, of the founder? He'd be a,
11: grans- he'd be a grandson of okay. the late Stephen.
2: Okay, so you say... And like, I'm,
11: I'm quite sure that they're a company that wouldn't want to do anything okay. because my experience of him was 100%. And uh, I can speak as an employee, mm-hmm. as the next employee, difficulty with the financing of the pension scheme Okay. And they came up good and made sure that the that the, their pensioners were looked after. Okay. And, um, and
2: what did you do for the Michael?
11: Well, i i was the dealer I was the dealer principal of of Turner's Cross Motors in Okay. Clark.
2: And you had that,
11: the, you that s- company originally was Chris O'Mani Limited. Okay. And was uh, partly owned by the O'Mani. Family and partly owned by O'Flaherty. Now, there's more and to the then,
2: O'Flaherty Holdings now than the than the Mercedes Benz franchise. Yeah, well,
11: but, well, they just had Mercedes Benz now. Yeah. And um, any cars, are, you know, I know from the experience I had with them in the past difficulties with cars, and you will mm-hmm. always have difficulty with cars and with customers and everything. But they were so generous in the way they looked after people. Okay. And looked after their customers. That's why they were such a successful company. And, and they looked after their staffs very well. They yeah, looked after their yeah. pension as well. So And they Apparently, they yeah. I'm sad to see them getting a flogging on, on, on mm-hmm. Joe Duffy's show because they're not that kind of company and okay. some error or some okay. something happened in there that the uh, uh, nobody took adv- nobody took advice on you know Well
2: in fairness now the statement that they've issued doesn't deny uh, the gist of the story. They say the company have asked us to point out that the subsidy received by the company under the temporary wage subsidy scheme was used solely and entirely for the purpose intended, mainly to maintain the jobs of its workforce as businesses face into the unknown of an unprecedented lockdown after operations.
11: But there's n- there's nothing... Well, I, would, I would take that statement as absolutely genuine because that's okay, my experience is, but, of but, the but,
2: company. Yeah, but surely, Michael, then there's nothing... To stop the company when they discovered that they had weathered the pandemic, okay, so to speak, a lot better than other companies, it seems by their through their annual accounts. There's nothing well, stopping the company when they discover. Actually, we thought we were going to be bunched, but we weren't well, bunched. I'm we're comp- sure,
11: Joe, that there will be an adequate response. Ah, okay. uh, my my knowledge of O'Flaherty's and the way they ran their businesses. Uh, now I'm not okay. familiar with the young people yeah, but I was definitely familiar with Nigel and, and, and Michael and they were exemplary people and okay. there would be no way and I do you think do you think they should give the them a huge hiding? I just give them a chance. Okay, no, see. I
2: think you're very fair, but do you think they should give the money back now that they have weathered the pandemic?
11: Well well I'll tell you Joe I'd want to know more about okay. it before I okay. say that okay. well, that's I couldn't I couldn't say that fair. because I'm not in on the management ah, okay. of it and I and don't know what when you say the circumstances when you when are. you
2: say that Stephen where was Stephen from the original O'Flaherty
11: uh, originally he was I think O'Flaherty originally came from the west of Ireland but I think Stephen was from Waterford
2: Okay and when you say yes. difference,
11: and he he started he started yeah, he was, uh, he got the Volkswagen agency, but he, he got it for, for a huge amount of countries, you know. Yeah, and for it. quite some time, I know they ran the, uh, during my time even, they ran uh, Volkswagen Canada. And uh, yeah. Michael Hartley wow. was was in charge of that. And uh, just to be just to be clear, now Vols- memory, Volkswagen
2: you know. Ireland are a completely yeah. separate entity now. Sure. The, I couldn't
11: speak highly. Know, and, you've you've d- and you've done it. You've
2: and you've done it. You've done it. You've done it very well, Michael. And uh, long, yeah. many many more years uh, of good health to you, Michael. And thanks indeed for putting that side, Michael. Uh, well, it's, it's it's not two sides of the story. You're just adding background to the history of the company. Thanks indeed, Michael. Reverend Liam. Liam, good afternoon. <laughs>
12: Hi, how are you, Joe? Mm. Um, am I right in saying that they paid that company enough that would allow them to pay the dividend? They were more or less the same figures. Yes. Yeah. And um, I, I just think it's a bit rich when the churches um, were closed for a year and uh, clergy didn't qualify like barristers. I don't know whether they thought we'd never be unemployed or whatever. But like... You'd be able to tell me exactly, but we were closed, I'm sure, a year, Mm -hmm. if you add it all up. And sure, you know, if you have anything over a third of a congregation at the moment, you're doing well.
2: And what do you, so what do you think of, I'll come back to the payments at church, what do you think of, the company again, according to the Irish Times, they made operating profits of ten million in 2020, which was the first pandemic year. Uh, they got 1.8 million in pandemic wage subsidies, and they paid a similar amount to, in a cash dividend yeah. to an offshore same year to, to an offshore company controlled by the family that owns the business. Yeah, I, I, now, I not, nothing, nothing illegally.
12: I, I Liam. that's the usual thing in this country. You know, a politician will tell you, you did nothing wrong. You know, it's the same sort of thing. And I'm talking from the point of view of a smaller denomination, though I have a feeling that the large one is equally um, in, in the same situation. Like, you don't have to be terribly clever to do the maths to see if you're locked down for a year mm. and you have you, uh, a and we're, fraction we're, of your congregation for the remainder of time. But Liam, time. As,
2: as a cleric, were you entitled to the pub?
12: No, no, I I, I don't understand why uh, now, uh, and I don't understand all the payments and I'm not financial. Um, But what I'm saying is... I
2: thought thought clerics were, as individuals, because basically I thought they would be, they were entitled to it.
12: Ash, if that was the case, we'd have been told just to apply um, individually. No, like, I don't believe any cleric in the country got any money. Sure, I heard of a barrister who had to hand the money back.
2: Okay. Okay. You know. (laughs) Okay. So what would you say to Mercedes in Ireland?
12: Well, if um, they, they happen to be not too far from myself, if, if they wanted to absolve their conscience, I'm in a in a in a, <laughs> a less salubrious address than themselves, you know.
2: But you're in Dublin.
12: Oh, and I'm, I'm I'm I wouldn't like to say I'm walking distance from them, but you know what I mean. The yeah, next parish.
2: Your next parish. The, well, the next parish is not Boston. It's a. Uh, it's no. Oh Sh- no, no. no. And you
12: you you don't have to to, to go too far. Um, and I can tell you it's not Mercedes when driving.
2: <laughs> what are you driving?
12: A zero six. Yeah. You know, and I oh, don't yeah. have to apologize for it because in my car but you know, in my church car park I don't have to apologize for it.
2: Because you know because there are not many people drive driving Mercedes. There's
12: not many people driving better than myself at yeah. zero, 06,
2: you know? And what, what church, do you, do you want to, I know you don't want to give your full name for opposition, but what church, are you, are you, did you say you're not, a, you're not with the Catholic church?
12: No, 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 okay. no. I'm from a, a smaller denomination. Smaller but denomination. I, 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 I would imagine the larger denomination is as is, well uh, so oh, yes. every bit um, yes. as much, every bit. Like this has been wiped out financially.
7: Has it? Yeah. Or
12: parishes. Well, Joe, if you're closed for a
2: year, yeah, yeah, yeah,
12: at least, and and you've a third plus of a congregation since, you don't have to be terribly clever to do the maths.
2: Yeah, and have you got? I was in. I was in our local Catholic church in, in mm. Dollymount recently, and they have uh, a little system at the door where you can tap your card. Now you have to put in oh, well, an amount. We're not...
12: We're not that, you need money. I thought it was brilliant. Just, I, just, thought, I the, thought it was a brilliant You need thinking. money to, you know, what is it? You need money to get money or something. There. You know, we're not that advanced. But, it's like, should fair. the people they have to turn up? You know, know, they were I locked know, out for a year and there's only a third plus of them at the moment, you know?
2: Claire, it's just so, this is from the COVID... Clerics of all religions are eligible for the PUP payment. If a priest or cleric aged under 66 has no employment income due to COVID-19 and can sign the COVID pandemic unemployment payment to declare that they are not receiving a payment from their church, they are entitled to the pandemic. I'm but, not
12: talking about pop in particular. Yeah, I know that. Anyway. I'm talking about general assistance. And I know why the good Lord said that man can't live on bread and loan. Um, I haven't been living on fresh air for the last two years. How many clerics did the... the you're reading a statement from yeah, the department. Yeah. How many clerics did they say they've, uh, you know, they've yeah, paid?
2: Point. Yeah. yeah.
12: Well, yeah. I think we both know.
2: And what do you, you think... Know, the other denomination we're talking about is the 1.8 million... Uh, that the taxpayer gave to Mercedes in Ireland and they, the Mm. company, uh, declared it as a dividend in a different jurisdiction. Um, Is there a biblical quote, the the eye of a needle, or...?
12: (laughs) Don't don't tempt me. I I thought I was pushing it enough for referring to myself. you know, oh, okay. and, and and it was just—it was just that for the last for the it's almost two years of a pandemic. I've been yeah, trying awful, to get this awful, out awful, that yeah. the churches really have taken an awful hit to yeah, be okay. locked down. And you know, the sad thing, Joe, when we opened up, like with only a third of a congregation, there was that much space. You wondered why you were closed, you know, and, I, and you fear that it was okay. um, precedent or something like that in case hospitality complained or, you know what I mean, another yeah. industry complained. You, 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 compared to anywhere else in Europe now, I'm not terribly well up okay, on all okay. the other countries. But, you know, we, we had one of the most okay. severe lockdown and the churches were the severest ah, okay. in, in the world, I'd nearly
2: okay, say. OK, OK. Well, let's see what the Church of Mercedes-Benz uh, do in the next 24 hours. Reverend Liam, go to Mila Malka. We'll have your full name and address here in front of us. Back tomorrow, 45 uh, Shana Gorm producer Ray Darcy, next.
0: Live line on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Discover our 2-to-1 offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to Kia.com.
1: stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.